Hey, did you know that the podcast you're listening to right now is actually part of a network of podcasts dubbed the Amazing Friends Podcast Network, Ethan Parker Smith? I did, Griffin Sheridan. And did you know that for other great podcasts, comics, and more, you can visit SheridanandSmith.com? Huh. No shit. Stag. Man and his amazing friends. Guys, I don't mean to alarm anyone <laughs> i don't mean to uh to if you're if you're not sitting down i would say sit down if you're driving mm-hmm. maybe take a second make sure everything is good uh because we got a pretty big pretty special episode of stegman and his amazing friends this week folks um before we get into it before we kick it off as always welcome to the show i'm one of two supple boys that makes the show i'm griffin joined by my buddy ethan hey, hey, ethan. hey. and it's ryan stegman's podcast ryan how are you this week? I'm fantastic. Excited about our guest. Me too. And speaking of our guest, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's time we introduce him. Finally on the show, everybody. You know we've been talking about it forever. It's a Mr. Dan Slot. Dan Slot, welcome to oh Stegman and his amazing friends. So Woo! happy to finally have you on, my man. <laughs> Hello, supple boys. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! He said it. That's crazy. <laughs> so good to have you, man. Okay. All right. Well, we were saying this right before we got on the show. We were saying that I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, Ethan. I'm gonna go through the whole thing. I'm gonna go through the whole history here yeah, about why this is such a big deal for us. Uh, especially longtime fans of Ethan and I, you know that we've been in the game for a minute. Been in the game for a while. Dan, Ryan, sit, Ryan, to... sit down. We're gonna talk about us for a little bit. All yeah, right. All right. If you wanna Let's take a walk. Down, it's I like how you already boys. said that you have fans. You have longtime fans. We have a lot of fans. <laughs> you were there at C2E2. We've got at least 200 people. Okay, at least cool. 200. <laughs> Dan, we, uh, back in the day, a wee 14-year-old version of me, you know, Ryan just gave you a Cliff Notes version of this, started a little show called The uh, Superiority, a Superior mm-hmm. Spider-Man podcast. The whole shtick was a teenage perspective uh, on the Spear Spider-Man, because I found that all the Spider-Man podcasts I was listening to were old guys uh, <laughs> just talking about how it wasn't as good as when yeah. they were kids. Not to name when I, any names. When I was little! <laughs> but, that said... Uh, That's my just, age group. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. So, we're doing that show. It's a great time. We're loving Superior Spider-Man because uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, but Mr. Dan Slott killed Peter Parker to have Otto Octavius take over in what was probably the biggest of Spider event, at least of the century. Uh, Superior Spider-Man. If you haven't read it, give it a read. Come back to this episode, maybe you'll probably appreciate it a bit more. Genuinely uh, one of the it. best Spider-Man stories that has ever existed, of in course. my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. I think it's it was totally carried by the art. <laughs> it was all, that was all right listen listen the rotating art was phenomenal ryan you yes umberto uh, mm-hmm. giuseppe yep giuseppe. god damn it it was a trio it was a trio are you kidding me and what was amazing was that every single one of you guys were on such perfect like arcs i think for your oh, yeah. for your yeah. stuff but we'll get to it in a minute we're going to talk so much about uh, superior spider-man 
it's gonna be a nice little throwback for us. Um, but Dan, yeah, we had the podcast. It was great. We met Ryan at a at a local con in Detroit, and that was crazy. Little did I know that that was kind of changed my life was meeting Mr. Ryan Stegman, and now here we are uh, making this podcast. But since then, uh, as we were saying. Ethan and I, we've been best friends for 10 years now, and throughout that 10 years, we've been with your Spider-Man stuff, because I don't know if you've heard, Dan, but you wrote Spider-Man for a very long time. <laughs> 10 plus years. Now, I, it's weird, like, when I was doing um, signings for uh, Go Down Swinging, mm-hmm. I had all these, like, young readers come up, and they were like, I only know you. First, mm-hmm. Like, you're the only Spider-Man I know, don't leave. it was weird and Mm -hmm. i'm like when did you start reading and and people would be like eight years ago seven years ago Mm -hmm. six years ago so like i'm like oh my oh god i'm sorry (laughs) um like uh well working on the book one of the things that would happen is eventually i'd start slowing down um because i came from the brand new day team where we were doing three issues a month yeah and we were still doing like two issues a month when I moved to solo. And it was like, I had these signs all over the apartment, like all Spider-Man all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. just get back to work. Uh, everything started going in my life through a Spider-Man filter. I'd be like walking down the street. And I'd see something. I'd be like, how would Spider-Man react to that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, I'll say this. Uh, any um, team that's doing a double ship, I have just uh, immense, immense oh, yeah. respect for because well, that what sounds... was the what was the final count of issue issues that you wrote of Spider-Man? Um, it, clean. It's I think it's like for the the core book, it was around 180. Okay, but it gets um, it gets into the 200s when you fold in things like um, uh, learning to crawl or. Um, renew your vows annual mm-hmm. specials free comic book days it yeah. starts heading up into the you know into the early 200s and, th- and that is the long oh yeah he'd be ben bendis, he'd be uh, bendis? It, it no i do not because uh, bendis does more um time on ultimate right, um, right. so if you're including if you're including the miles of it um mm-hmm. but the yeah, issue bendis, the number of issues that you did more uh, I did more issues of amazing of the core title of Amazing right, yeah. Spider-Man than anybody. You um, gotta come I, back, man. You gotta take that out of Bendis's hands. <laughs> if, it, uh, honest to God, if I knew Brian was going to DC, um, I would have stayed on Spider-Man oh my probably God. for another year, year and a half, because it's kind of like climbing up the K2 and you're 12 mm. feet away from the top, and you go, <laughs> "I'll turn around." Right, but I, I didn't. It didn't feel that way because I was always on this treadmill, and Brian was always on the treadmill, and he was always ahead of me. So right. I was like, I'm never catching up to Brian. Um, but also, like, I didn't. Th- there were goals for hitting levels that kept me going, that kept me motivated. Yeah. Um, but that's not the entire reason I did it. I did it because he's my favorite character of all time. Of course, and I landed the greatest job of all time. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard for someone to say, stop writing Spider-Man. Right. Uh, you, uh, one of the cool things, and Ryan, I'm sure this has happened to you too on the art side, is when you meet other creators who've worked on your character, 
who have this legacy of working on your character. You become part of like a fraternity. Right. Like I had like Jerry Conway call me out of the blue to talk. Yeah. And one day I was mm -hmm. doing a, a signing and Roger Stern was in town for like a college reunion. And he went, I'll, I'll pop by and hang out with the, the other Spider-Man writer. So like, mm -hmm. oh, Roger Stern, hey. Yeah. You know, stuff like that would happen. And you would get, you would have times where you'd be sitting down and hanging out with other guys. And I kept hearing a variation of the same thing from other people who'd had my job before me, which is, it sounded very much like, uh, that Captain Kirk line about being in the chair. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, like, mm -hmm. don't let them promote you, don't let them, you know, push you to the side, take it on. When you're in that chair, you can do stuff. When you're in that chair, it, you know, you are the guy writing Spider-Man. And all every other Spider-Man writer before me who I'd hang out with would say, never stop. Right. Yeah. Stay mm -hmm. As long as you can. And um, the thing that did it for me was, um, I would have these benchmarks. Like if I keep going now, I've written one fifth of all of Spider-Man. If I keep going now, <laughs> I've written this much. And after the 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 sugar rush of uh, doing Amazing 800, mm -hmm. um, the next milestone was so far away that I was like, "Oh God, I'm, I'm no, I, I'm done. I'm tapping mm -hmm. out." Mm -hmm. And I had other guys say to me, like, don't do that. And people go, like, would you come back and do Spider-Man again? And my take is always, like, now that I'm I'm rested, it's been two years. Um, uh, one, it's like when, when it was time to leave Spider-Man. Like, I told, uh, back then it was Axel. I told mm -hmm. him ages in advance. I said, like, 800 is going to be my last. Uh, but I'd like to do 801 because I have a a little like curtsy I'd like to do for a story, yeah. a little yeah. go out, yeah. go out with a, a nice little bow instead of the fireworks. Right. Um, and uh, he was like, okay, okay. I'll, I'll think of something for you to do. And we had a lunch and he, and he goes, okay. And he's like, crack knuckles. He's like, you're going to love this. You get to be the God of X. You can be <laughs> the guy running the entire X-Men universe. You can be the X guy. Oh my God. God. It and I went, you, huh? and I went, no, I went, nah. He <laughs> <laughs> went, like, what? I'm like, yeah. nah, no, I'm not feeling it. I'm not next guy. I don't think I'd do a good job on X. Uh, and he's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, uh, Fantastic Four, Indiana Jones. And he's oh, like, we're, yeah. not, <laughs> we're not doing Fantastic Four, Indiana Jones. We're not doing those books. And I was like, Okay. And then I'd come back and we we'd meet up like every couple of weeks and he'd be like, This Marvel property. And I'd be like, Nah. <laughs> what do you want to do? And I'd be like, Fantastic Four, Indiana Jones. He'd be like, We're not doing them. <laughs> and this went on for ages. Um, and then finally, uh, we were getting really close to me leaving Spidey, and I hadn't landed on a new book. <laughs> and I was nice. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The fear came in. We were having one of our uh, Marvel summits, mm -hmm. and um, and one of the one of the things that was important to me because over the years I had guys trying to get on to Spider Man. I'd be like beating them off with a stick, like mine, mm -hmm. um, and I I didn't want to go after somebody's book where they they had a job. Like I, yeah. I didn't want to push someone off a book. Uh, like karmically that was important to me yeah of course 
so we were we were having this uh, one of our summits, and Mark Wade announced he was leaving Captain America. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, "Oh man, I would love to do Captain America." Mm-hmm. Ah, and, and, and in my head, I'm thinking like, "Okay, okay." During the break, I will I will go to the editor at Cap. I will tell him I would like to work on Cap. Uh, then the next break, we'll we'll go and talk to Axel and see you know if this is cool. And mm-hmm. I'm working out because I know the way you do things at Marvel. I know the routine. And uh, we had Tanahasi Coates in the room, right? Yeah. Black Panther, Tanahasi Coates. Oh my God, he's amazing. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you know, a superstar, you know, plucked from the heavens, um, who's, you know, not that familiar with our protocol and how we do things. Mm-hmm. And when he heard that, he went, oh, just in my head, I'm already like formulating all these plans. And Tanahasi just kind of goes, "Hey, I- I'd like to do Cap." He just says it. Uh-huh. <laughs> he says it, and it's not to be mean or anything. He just doesn't know the way things were done normally. And Axel Alonso's eyes turned into cartoon dollar signs, and he kind of went, "Done." <laughs> and I kind of went, "Done." Uh, it was so close. Yeah. It it scared me. It made me go like, "Oh my God, maybe I don't have something to land on after Spidey," because I've been saying no to everything, and. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we heard. I got a call from Marvel saying that um, they they wanted me and Jason Aaron and other guys to know uh, before the news broke that Brian was going to DC. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's 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 oh, that's a loss, man. Uh, Brian's a force in the room, and he'll be missed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're all talking about nice things about Brian and wishing him well. And then there's a pause, and I went, "I want Iron Man." <laughs> <laughs> I was curious about that. Did you did you always have an affinity for Iron Man? Um, I love all the the core Marvel characters, the mm-hmm. the big guys. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, there's a lot of quirky characters I love too, like uh, you know She Hulk obviously and Moon Knight. Um, but like if you had to like line them up, it's like, you know. Fantastic Four, The Thing and Fantastic Four are like my next favorite after Spider-Man. And, um, but but guys, like, are every, I would want to write, like, anyone who's been an Avenger as a solo book, I would write the hell out of I would love that to death. Yeah. Um, with the exception of Thor. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I love, re- I love reading Thor. Right. Like, I, I love Jason Aaron's run. I love what Donnie's doing. I love, uh, you know, I... Walt Simonson, oh my God, I read all those off the rack. Right. I love reading Thor, but I know what's in my wheelhouse, and I know that I can't do Thor. <laughs> I can I can do Thor for like a scene. Mm-hmm. I can do Thor in a team book. Mm-hmm. I could, you know, I I, I kind of I almost rather write Hercules. I rather write right. drunk. Thor. Interesting, yeah, yeah. I like I like big fun drunk gay Thor way more than Thor. Um, yeah, when you got yeah, announced on FF and Iron Man, I was like, of course, because so much of your Spidey run was like the tech side, the pseudoscience side, the Horizon Labs, and so immediately I was like, oh, those are exactly in his like stable. Of, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, when I, when they when they I'm were going to kind of bummed oh, go ahead. that I'm kind of bummed that Iron Man's over. Um, like when I pitched it to them, I pitched it to them as. Uh, Rick and Morty in the Marvel Universe, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Slow as a slow burn into Iron Man 2020. Yeah, um, interesting. That was the pitch. 
um, well, Rick, it was Rick and Morty meets Black Mirror uh, mm -hmm. in the Marvel mm -hmm. Universe as a slow burn into Iron Man 2020. Um, mm -hmm. And I told them some of the beats I was going to do it. And when we saw that Iron Man 2020, Iron Man 2020, where we were going to go with it, um, and also dealing with jumping onto two new properties um, after being on one guy for so long, I kind of made a choice of let's wrap Iron Man. I want to put all my irons in the fire with with Fantastic Four. Right. Um, and I'm so I'm happier that I've done that. <laughs> so yeah, right. I, like all my focus onto this. Um, we've, we've got a issue 25 is coming up and that's kind of, I don't want to call it a relaunch, but in my head, it's kind of like, um, it's a reformatting where we're, sure. it's almost like we're, we're doing a new number one, but not telling people. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, it's kind of going, okay, I, I've got all the pieces that I've wanted for so long on the table. Mm -hmm. Ben and Alicia are married. We've got the new kids which I pitched from the very beginning. And then Empire became a good way to introduce them. Um, and and Johnny with the, the love interest and every, okay, I know where everything is, let's go. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm very excited for this. Anyway, anyway, I've been babbling. That's awesome. You were talking about you were talking about characters that you like to write. Ben Grimm is your Ben Grimm is fantastic. Like easily my favorite issue of your FF run has been the one where he and Alicia try to hang out and he's got that clock ticking of when he's gonna turn back into the thing. That's that that's a fantastic issue. And that that character is so spot on. Uh we we we, we ruined Sean Isaac's life on that issue. <laughs> we um when when I talked it over with Tom. Like, I want to do a Hulk thing fight, and it's on the honeymoon. Yeah. Uh, during the time period when the Hickman Law, where he gets to be Ben Grimm for a week or two, because that's when they'd schedule the honeymoon. Right. That That's when it goes into effect, and the whole reason it's happening is the puppet master is pissed because he yeah. married my girl, my <laughs> little girl. Mm -hmm. um, I, I had the whole setup, and Tom gave me a challenge. He kind of went, the thing has never won a Hulk thing fight. Yeah, like yeah. All, the only time he's won it was when he was pineapple thing and Hulk was gray Hulk, <laughs> which Tom, Tom kind count. of feels doesn't count. Um, the guy who's always been the strongest has always won, or yeah. there's been a tie, or they walk mm -hmm. both walk away. And mm -hmm. Tom was like, "I want a decisive win for the thing," yeah, and right. we, we did the whole Sunday punch at the one moment when you needed it and why and mm -hmm. um and. I'm Ryan can attest to this. I am terrible at giving artists splash pages. I I am horrible. I do all these five panel pages and I I rarely give out a splash um, because it's always like to me it feels like real estate mm -hmm. and it's like I'd rather tell more story. But no, you need you need a big splash and I right. rarely rarely gave double page splashes. I'm terrible. <laughs> And we had decided that the the moment the thing takes out the Hulk at the exact moment he has to is going to be a double page splash shot. Fuck yeah! Before <laughs> Sean Isaacs turned in the breakdown for that, there was like twelve million notes. Like it, oh, it should man. be more like his left hook. It should be this. The clock should be exploding. Can you do this? It's important that all the rocks explode off his arm up to this point. And can you lower his elbow so we can see more? <laughs> we made Sean, and and it's a gorgeous double page flash. But yeah. 
we made poor Sean's life a living hell. Because such a we sucker had... for the rocks exploding off of the thing. I, I think that's great. <laughs> I, I'm so happy. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's such a classic Fantastic Four scenario as well. It felt very Stan Lee. That's, that's great stuff. One, one of the things we've been talking about, um, I part of me gets worried about using all the characters all the time. And I look at like FF runs that I really love. And John Byrne would constantly do solo stories right. or or make weird pairings and just focus on these two characters. And those right. guys are off the subplot. It was very rare. And even when you think of big stories, like when they had that huge, um, um, <gasps> like when, when they did the uh, story where Johnny, Sue, and um, Ben are all taken out Terax with the surfer. Yeah because Reed got sucked away for the trial of Reed Richards. Like mm -hmm. you think of it, when you think of it, you're like, wait, the whole FF wasn't there for that. And you're like, no, he was, Byrne was always doing stuff like that. I got to be more like Byrne. I think that, um, yeah, th that was one of the reasons that their, their X-Men run was so successful too, was how they would split up the team and let, you know, like I, I, I actually personally don't generally love uh, team books Right. Um, because I feel like a lot of times the writer is, has so many characters in there that they're all just saying exposition and they're not, yeah. uh, you know, they're not, you don't get any character moments, but when you split them up into those smaller groups, I feel like you can get into the, you know, the nitty gritty of who they are. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly amazed when, you know, I read like a Roger Stern Avengers or uh, Jeff Johns, right. Jeff Johns mm -hmm. would have like 30 characters running around and everyone would get a moment mm -hmm. and you would watch from a Jeff Johns adventure story going, oh, you remember that, that great Ant-Man beat? And you remember that great beat for that character? And you're like, how, what, yeah. witchcraft? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you, are you generally, uh, you, you don't normally do team books and the Fantastic Four are kind of a smaller team, but do you prefer the single characters in smaller uh, groups? It's easier to write. It's right. a lot easier. Or like if I'm doing a book like Surfer, it's Surfer and Dawn and Surfer and Dawn and yeah. the board. Right. Or, um, but oh yeah, your Silver Surfer. We gotta get into that. That was great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When I was doing Mighty Avengers uh, with Koi Fam and with other guys, um, what you'll notice is it just be slowly becomes the Hank Pym and Jocasta book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like Hank Pym and Jocasta and their friends. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of that was because those are the characters I could. Can we swear on this show? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, those are the characters I could fuck with. Right. That everyone else I was borrowing from people and everyone had all these caveats like you can have Cassie in the vision, but they can only do X, Y and Z. Or you can have Hercules, but you have to show Amadeus Cho. Right. And you can have this guy and everyone had all these strange. I wanted to do like a Cassie vision Amadeus Cho love triangle. Mm -hmm. And then everyone's like, oh, you can't do that. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the, the the characters I had free and clear were uh, Hank Pym, Jocasta, and Jarvis. So right. they were the guys who had the most fun stuff happen to them because I right. couldn't really mess with the other characters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Did um did some did somebody say more Spider Man talk? Oh <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I do have a question for you for for the Spider Man. I'll, I'll say this first. Uh, just to tell us the story on, on here, I did one issue of Spider-Man. It was Amazing Spider-Man 665. I wanted to do more Spider-Man. One of my favorite issues. Great, great issue. Um, yeah. Dan wrote that. And then, you know, we kind of reconspired to do uh, uh, Superior Spider-Man later. But the, the best part about it was when 
I went to C2E2 that one year, and I they were just like, we're going to have you do some more Spider-Man. And they didn't mm-hmm. say, it's going to be an issue one. They didn't say what was happening. They were just like, and I was like, great, more Spider-Man. And then we went to Lou Malnati's in Chicago. Yay! And you told me everything that was happening, and my jaw hit the floor. I was like, <laughs> wait, I'm doing a number one? And it's oh called Super What? And you told me the whole story. I remember Cullen Bunn was with us, and and I looked at Cullen, and he was like, yeah, it's great stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I I have a vastly different memory of that time at Lou Malnati's, uh, which was my memory of that dinner was uh, Steve Wacker could not come to C2E2. Right. And Steve said, Dan, I want you to lead the spider group. I Mm. want you to take everyone to dinner and have a spider dinner. And I picked Lou Malnati's and I took everyone because I went, we're going to eat Lou Malnati's, which is the best frickin' pizza in Chicago. Yeah, it's great. And we all, we all get in there and we all sit down and we get the pizza and I'm getting ready to host the spider dinner. And in my memory, the entire dinner was everyone eating Lou Malnati's pizza going, oh my God, this pizza is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, 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 oh my God, who don't, oh my, it was, everyone was talking about the pizza. Right. Well, I did. That's I, my memory. I, I remember. I had okay. I have a, a Spider-Man uh, cover, which is one of those sketch variants, uh, where um, I've gotten everyone I've worked on Spider-Man to do a tiny Spider-Man head and fill up this whole sketch variant. And I'm getting Ryan to do one, and it's on the panel that we're about to announce Superior Spider-Man, uh, and we know it's going to be like you're gonna rip away everyone's favorite character and shove in a monster and hey please keep reading the book and ryan was drawing the first superior spider-man head onto this cover and he added a word balloon and we're up there on the panel and people are coming in and the word it's the only word balloon on the entire thing and it's uh, he went i hope we get out of here alive (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome that's so good we were uh actually dan just a uh, last week, Ethan and I had a had a Skype call with some of our uh, Patreon subscribers. Because again, Ryan, I don't know if you've heard, we have fans. We they fans, like us. They're plugs. They, they want like to talk give to us. us. Sometimes. And yeah. well, what, are, what are they I called? Like the Supplites? The Supple Folks. The Supple Folks. Um, yeah. Supple yeah. Folks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and somebody posed the question. I can't remember if it was one of us or someone that was in there asked about uh, favorite issues, of course, and yeah. uh, you know issues that. Have, meant a lot to us and i had to say i think 698 is it for me because it's the comic oh book God. that feels yeah. like it kind of put me on the track for comics for the rest of my life uh yeah. because of course that being the start of of your dying wish arc and uh and superior spider-man all of that is so immensely important and special to me and i remember reading 698 yeah. uh I think I was 12. This is right around when I started going to shops regularly because uh, I could convince people to drive me there. Uh, and I remember just my mind just melting, especially because yeah, you're like so close to 700. Surreal. I was like, what are it, we doing? It, it was so out of left field. It felt <laughs> it surreal. Crazy. I remember just being like, what is going on? And 700 <laughs> happened. And that when Peter did not survive 700, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> And then Superior uh, Spider-Man number one was, I think, the first comic that was that I was so excited about that it was like, you know, that you hunted me down. Me. I hunted <laughs> Ryan down so I could chat with him. 
Superior was the first and one one of the select few comics I think that was so exciting for me that it was it was like a Marvel movie dropping at midnight. I was at the shops, <laughs> I was there, I read the book, and not only was my mind melted by all the incredible stuff that you do in that book, of course, Dan. Ghost Peter coming in at the end is just genius. I love Ghost Peter. <laughs> Spoilers for I, Superior Spider Man number I, one. <laughs> I I could oh at the okay at the end of that issue. Um mm-hmm. The uh, oh boy, when I remember like when I turned in the script for uh, Amazing Six Nine Eight, Tom mm-hmm. Brevoort is not very effusive with praise. <laughs> he's he's very like okay, good job, uh huh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, you need to fix that. Yeah. It's rare when you surprise him or give him, you know, he actually like lauds praise on you. And he said to me, from this point, if you want, you can coast. Oh my god! <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> ghost. We're gonna keep the you know, no. This go. one was good. This oh, one god, was that good. feeling too yeah. of like of like looking at the other books like Avengers and whatever, and Spider Man's there, but you you like you as the reader know it's Doc Ock, but the Marvel Universe doesn't oh, know is such a crazy like it's dynamic. Crazy. That's so good. Ugh. Yeah, so so original. Just hasn't been done. That yeah. that was the fun thing to me about it too was that we, there was immediately this backlash. When you killed him in oh, 700, yeah. and then oh Jesus, I hadn't even processed how much backlash there was going to be because I knew the story coming up. I knew it was going to be great. I knew how it was going to play out. You know all those things, and so I was like, the day that it came out, and I was like looking at Twitter, like, oh yeah, people are must be, ex-. and then I was like, oh, oh, oh man, yeah, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. Dear. no, no, that was that was those were scary times. I think it made me a very different individual with how. Um, I deal with online fans mm-hmm. compared to real life. In real right. life, every, like I, I never read anyone going, "Oh, I had a bad reaction meeting Dan in real life." Yeah. Um, like I, I'm adorable. I'm fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but online, I just from the moment after uh, we got all the death threats and things from 700 yeah. and all so much attitude. Um, and and meanness uh, mm-hmm. that I was like okay okay I mean I'm not gonna flat out Gail Simone you but <laughs> <laughs> she's wonderful she's so yeah, wonderful awesome. but I'm not, you know I'm not gonna deal with this um, I always in, said, said that the, the interesting thing was the people that were mad that would yell at us online. Uh, the only time that anybody said anything negative in person was they would come up and they would say, I really hated this idea. Uh-oh. And then I read it and it was great. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's never in person. It is right. never in person. And, um, it, it, when you do a signing and I'm sure you get this too, uh, it, it's just chock full lines it's people who have every single issue every issue is dog-eared and weathered and been read to death uh people coming up saying i never read spider-man before this but i heard about it and went that is so messed up i have to i have to read it um so yeah and then a certain thing happens where once ghost peter returns in the book Mm -hmm. um you kind of feel if if you know your your comic book chops that the ending's coming. You know that there's a way out. Yeah. And right. from the minute Ghost Peter returns, there's a flip, and suddenly all right. the fans online were like, "Oh my God, this is my favorite book." 
Because right. like, <laughs> it just people needed online, like a safety net. Yeah. Whenever you see people online who just still flat out hate Superior, they always seem to be people who never read the full run. Right. Uh, people or read got any really of it. Yeah. yeah, or read any of it, or read about, heard about it in Wiki, or saw, <laughs> you know, some things here and there on Pinterest and Tumblrs, where they're like, ah, okay, I've seen snippets, but the people who actually gone through the journey of Superior are like, I was, I was doing this one signing, um, in there's this like show down by, uh, by the piers, and. Uh, Midtown Comics had this gimmick one year of we're going to rotate in a, um, a comic pro every hour. So Scott right. Snyder will take an hour and mm -hmm. then this guy will take an hour. And I was doing an hour for them. And when I finished, I'm heading out. This kid comes running up. My kid, you know, I'm in, I'm like 50. So like to me, everybody is like under 20 as a kid. <laughs> he's running up to me and he's got like a stack and he's like, Mr. Slot, Mr. Slot. Uh, will you will you will you sign my superiors? I'm really sorry, I was late. I'm like, yeah, sure. And I, we pull pull over a table, and and I'm just signing through a stack of stuff. And the guy and I hear this so many different ways. You know, oh, I I was so mad at the beginning, but then this became my favorite run. And you know, thank you so much. And I'm like, well, I'm signing it. He goes, you taught me a very valuable lesson that I have to wait till the end of the story before I judge it. Right. Like that's my takeaway from Superior. I always got to before I make any big judgments. I got to wait till the story is done. And while right. I'm signing the stuff, I'm like, uh, "So, uh, what do you think, uh, Nick Spencer's Secret Empire?" And he goes, "Fuck Nick Spencer!" Fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I was dying inside because I knew it was coming. Uh -huh. I knew it was coming. Awesome. God bless him, because that's why we do it, man. The minute we aren't doing that. Yeah. The minute that we don't get that reaction, and I'm not mm -hmm. talking about anger. People are going to read that as anger. What I'm talking about is you're on your heels. You reaction. don't know what's yeah. coming next. You're floating. You're scared. You're like, what's going to happen to my heroes? That's what you want. I, You know going in that there's a book called Spider-Man, and there'll be another issue next month, and there'll be another issue next month, and there'll be an issue next year, and two years from now, and three years from now, and ten years from now, yeah. there mm -hmm. will be another issue. And if we can get you on a legacy book to be scared shitless and not know what's going to happen next, yeah. even though in the back of your head you know we're going to be doing <laughs> Spider-Man 20 years from now, mm -hmm. if we can get that reaction out of you, man, are we doing our job. Absolutely. So, There's obviously still a lot of toxicity and like anger within fandom stuff now, but even between then and now, I feel like people are more willing to like go with the flow and be like, okay, so another team will come on after this and take it. But back then it was like, oh my God. Well, well that's, that's actually how I met Jerry Conway. Um, Cause the reason he called me out of the blue is because of all the death threats and stuff for Spidey 700. And he just called up to be a match and go, Hey, I want you to know something. You're doing a good job. And if I was, if, if they, he said to me, if they had social media back when I killed Gwen Stacy, oh my God, they would have killed me. Like oh, yeah. he's, the way he started off, the, one of the things he said at the beginning of the conversation is he said, Dan, you know what makes you different from every other Spider Man writer? And I'm like, no, Jerry Conway. <laughs> what not? And he goes, you are the Spider Man writer in the age of social media. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was like, 
was a massive revelation. I'm like, wow, hearing that from the outside, I'm like, that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, it's it's very weird. Uh, it's it's a very weird position too, Ryan. I'm sure you get this too. Where like, uh, my parents for a long time treated my job like a hobby, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and there's a point where you're working on a legacy character like Spider Man, and and something will happen where uh you know a friend of a friend or a relative or you know just someone in the shop goes wait or, you know taking their their credit card go slot are you related to Dan Slot and they're like. Oh, He's he's my favorite Spider-Man writer, and you're like my parents. We like what? Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. You yeah. yeah, I mean you're you're talking to Ryan about it. Obviously, uh, Ethan and I are trying to break into comics as well, and so doing the show for Ryan and everything has been incredible. Uh, and then I go and I tell my family about like guys, I'm I'm doing this is what we're doing. We're going to C2E2. We're going to do a panel and everything. We're going to meet some folks, mm-hmm. and they're like so. They still make comic books, is what you're saying. <laughs> like, yeah. They do. They do, yeah. yes. <laughs> I, I love that. So I feel uh, that, 100%. Dan, you've written so many different eras of Spider-Man. I want to know, Superior aside, ASM in particular, you have Brand New Day, Big Time, you got some Spider-Island era stuff, you had all of Volume 4, which of course was totally different. Uh, I want to know, do you have a, you have a little warm spot in your heart for anyone in particular era that you got they're all my babies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i love them all equally especially all the work i did with ryan stegman uh, <laughs> you can't you can't pick and choose you feel like a monster um mm-hmm. I, I do have i do have favorite moments mm-hmm. um where, where things i'm i'm really proud of um and when i say i i mean the team yeah um uh, so it's like when Ryan and I did Crossroads, mm-hmm. the Aunt May speech up on the roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 it's so weird that so many of the moments are Aunt May Spider-Man. So what does that say about me? Um, <laughs> like, I want my mom to love me. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in like Aunt May's speech to Peter when, you know, on her wedding night. You know, when when he comes back to see her. I thought it was interesting um, when you, you had Aunt May say, yes, Peter, I know they still make comic books and you're awesome for working <laughs> in that industry. <laughs> That's good. No, That's good. There, there are all kinds of different things. Like, um, I, I very much love the uh, Peter Parker, Mary Jane scene at the top of the Empire State Building at the height of uh, Spider Island, yeah. where she whispered loves him. Um, I, I, you know. The Spider-Man 801 was a story I, I, you know, pretty much put in the drawer. I always knew that was going to be my last one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, th- there was a lot of stuff in, like, Go Down Swinging, my final arc that I saved for the last thing. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Superior. Uh, a lot of, especially the moment um, Peter came back. The, from the, mm-hmm. him wiping away the tear that was Doc Ock's tear. Oh, yeah. So yeah, and then putting the suit back on. To, the bit uh, when the goblin like hears his joke and is like, yeah. "It's you." <laughs> so good. Um, that was that was man, that was great. Um, but there there I, I also like there are like little surprises on the way, like the thing that you didn't see coming, um, doing the uh, Doc Ock uh, stunner story, mm-hmm. where she wants to kill Doc Ock. She wants to kill Superior because he killed her lover, Doc Ock. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
and and that all ah um i i loved uh so like little surprise like we did a story called i killed tomorrow which was the yeah. spider-man time travel story with the mm-hmm. uh th- yet the tomorrow's daily bugle i love that one of those covers i can't remember which number it is but the cover of him holding the uh, arm on the clock up is so good right. i love that that is, that is a clock in the park near where i live and i took a billion reference shots for umberto cool. ramos cool. Nice. Um, but there's there's all kinds of yeah where you hit these moments and you're like i can't believe i did that and then there's like little tiny moments where you're like um I love that I in Spider Verse. I mm-hmm. I love that I killed the Twinkie Verse Spider Man. I <laughs> <laughs> gave an obscene amount of pleasure. I love that that uh, Twinkie Verse. <laughs> I, I love that I got to use Spider Man the first time ever. Yeah, so good. Because so I remember of Hell. Emissary of Hell. I remember watching those. It it uh, Spider Verse was really uh, it, it, it was crazy um, and. The biggest frustration about it was I was writing all of it out of order so that uh, different people working on crossovers could see things at different rates. And yeah. we had different artists who were going at different speeds. Right. So all the plotting was, it was weird. And then I'd run out of track and I'm like, I only get so many pages to do the fight where he's in Leopardon. God right. damn it. Uh, <laughs> It was very frustrating. It's one of that is one of those I love if we could have gone back and done it again. <laughs> I forgot I forgot that the, about Spider-Verse that it, at one point I was going to be drawing Spider-Verse. At one point Ryan Stegman was going to have and Spider-Verse. Then, you had won the lottery. Went and did uh left the book to do to do Wolverine, but you did okay with the artist that you got. Well, <laughs> oh my god. Well, the 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 thing that's going to blow everyone's brains is that uh, Spider-Verse was originally going to be part of the Superior Spider-Man run. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, why, that's part of why I didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. It was that Axel Alonso pushed it a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a big fight in the room. Because when you do these Marvel summits, you tell everyone what you were doing. You know, you bring everyone up to speed in case other writers and people in the room haven't been reading the book. So you say kind of like, here's what's been going on for the past like six months in my title. Here's what's going on now. And here's where we're taking the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they had heard multiple times the Spider-Verse story. Right. Because in we do three or four of these a year. Um, so that everyone had heard that. And when right when we got up to the point we were about to do it, um, Axel Alonso stopped and went, Wait, 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 wait. This is happening in Superior Spider-Man? We're getting every Spider-Man ever together in a book. And it's going to be Doc Ock. It's going to be his book. And we're like, yeah. And he's like, where's Peter Parker? Like, you're not. No, you you don't do this without Peter Parker. And I went, there's a hundred Peter Parker. (laughs) And Axel went, grown man who's often accused me of being a fanboy too much, in a room full of Marvel people, arms crossed, went, <laughs> not the real one. <laughs> so good. So good. And he was serious. And this became a big fight. Because, like, the way I'd have pitched it, and I'd been pitching it forever, was Doc Ock was going to tell everybody, you know, we're fighting Moreland and the Inheritors. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm the only Spider-Man who's actually defeated them. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. defeated Moreland twice. Mm-hmm. And he's eyeing his ass off because it's Peter who defeated yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah. But Doc Ock thinks he's the best of all of these guys and he should be the one in charge. So but it, the way I pitched the story was it's Joker leading an army of Batman. Definitely. Oh, that's awesome. And they were like, no, you're not doing this without Peter. We're going to do this next year after Peter returns. We're, we're lifting the whole story. And we're moving it a year. And that's why the stories that fit in the gap, which should have been Spider-Verse, we cobbled together really quickly. Mm-hmm. Which is the Spider-Man 2099 story, and the whole reason that happened so good. is to shove Doc Ock forward in time a year in a in a secret side story, so that nice. Spider-Man. Oh, it's all lining up. <laughs> yeah. and the um, the Venom, the uh, Superior Venom storyline, mm-hmm. and I had purposely avoided using Venom in the entire Superior run because I thought that would be confusing mm-hmm. if. He's Doc Ock's brain and Spider-Man's body in a symbiote. It felt like a, a Russian nesting doll. You know, the hat on the hat, yeah. <laughs> the hat on the hat. So I was kind of like avoiding doing that. And um, I always had such a hard time get, once Venom became a spinoff book, coordinating anything with Venom in Spider-Man or Carnage in Spider-Man. It was a pain in my butt. Um, that I, when it suddenly opened up and they were like, you want to use Venom? I was like, oh, why the hell not? Yeah. We'll, do a, we'll do a Venom arc. And that suddenly, boom, that became those eight issues is where Spider-Verse would have gone. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, we got a, uh, we got a fantastic Ryan segment drawn, uh, 2099 ooh, arc out ooh, of it. That's as one of my favorite parts. It's so, so good. He is a great character to draw. He was really fun to draw. Bring in I, Alchemax. That's mm-hmm. so cool. I still got that poster you signed for me, Ryan. That's, I think, <laughs> the cover of issue 17. The It's all blue. Um, and uh, gave me a nice little signature over at the Barnes & Noble. And I was like, thanks, man. Oh, yeah, that thing that I did at Barnes & Noble where nobody knew what the heck I what the heck I was doing there. Not <laughs> a clue. You and your friend showed up, and I was just like, all right, we'll hang out. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> that was sick. Fantastic. That was the second time we met, Ryan. And... Uh, and and now I make his podcast for free. So he <laughs> congratulations. He was like, I'm gonna give this kid a signed poster today, it, and it ten feels, years from now he's gonna work for me for free. <laughs> it it feels so weird, um, like hanging hang with Ryan, because uh, when you work with an artist for a long time, mm-hmm. you, you develop this kind of you know it's it's like a marriage, and That's it's right. really hard on a book like Spider Man where you where you. To get it out so frequently, there's three artists. Yeah, you're a polygamist. And, yeah, you're <laughs> a polygamist. And no, but it feels like I feel bad for the artist because never. It feels like you're sharing the book. Like when yeah. we grew up reading comics, that was John Byrne's Fantastic Four. That was Walt Simons, Frank Miller's Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And it feels like artists don't get a chance to really own something. Now Ryan gets to do that with Donnie, and it's a beautiful marriage. It's a beautifully mm-hmm. like. Oh, they're kicking ass. And yeah. Yeah. I felt that way working on Surfer with All Red, where it's like yep. when you work with one guy. And when I see everything Ryan's doing with Donnie, I'm like, I can never be the guy to break up that marriage. Oh, that yeah. would make me a horrible human. These guys are so in sync. And I can't so- believe you capped off yeah. with Stuart Eminem right at the end of your run, right I'm before so- he retired. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, my was, God. That was crazy. 
crazy. <laughs> it was that stuff um, was so beautiful. It was, it it was, was incredible. Awesome. Yeah. It, Stuart Eminem is one of the all-time greats. <laughs> a little aside, Dan, we had a we had a listener bring this up, and they, they wanted us to ask about the story behind oh. the photo of you and Tom Holland. Um, but oh. I, you've already you've told that story a few times. So my question, more so, is okay. is Tom Holland the piece of shit asshole we all think he is? You know, <laughs> no, is that... he's the nicest human being. Yeah. 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 I have that photo. Is um, there were some kids on set like friends of his um and they're obviously there to meet spider-man yeah um and when he was um when he was on a break um he ran off to the wardrobe they had finished filming all the spider-man scenes for uh homecoming mm-hmm. it was done they were they were completely finished yeah. and he got the spider-man suit put it on ran out and played with the kids Oh. And then when he was running to bring it back to wardrobe after playing with him, uh, the Marvel rep there said, hey, Tom, can you take a picture with Dan? Like when you're in the suit? I'm like, he's like, sure, no problem. Uh, it, the, when, when I was on set for Amazing 2, mm-hmm. whenever Andrew Garfield um, wasn't, wasn't filming, he kept his American accent. Right, right. Interesting. He stayed Peter. He was playing yeah. with kids and hanging out and doing stuff. Um but he stayed Peter. And whenever the second Tom Holland isn't being filmed, snap. Crazy. That's crazy. Like, he can turn it on like a switch. Is, they he, both, is he British? He's, yeah. he's a wee little that. British lad. Yeah. 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 Interesting. They keep, so, get, they keep going across the, across the pond to cast British. Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Dan, I, no. I just, I'm just curious because... Uh, talking about superior talking about uh peter coming back all that was a flurry around right around the release of amazing spider-man 2 which is probably the most excited i'd ever been for a movie we fucking love andrew garfield (laughs) and those movies we are the huge fans if you're comfortable what what are your thoughts on those at those two movies in particular i feel like they get looked over because people love me of course and they love homecoming there are things i love about every spider-man movie and i think amazing spider-man 2 uh, has the best costume of any movie. Yeah, it so so yeah, it does. It, it it looks right out of like a a John Romita Senior or Ross Andrew drawing. It's it got big bagly like, eyes. Big bagly yeah, eyes. Uh, yeah. So I think that that's my favorite of all the costumes. Mm-hmm. And I think um, not disparaging any of the other actors and actresses, I think that uh, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone had the best chemistry. Mm-hmm. Of any of the Spider couples, mm-hmm. um, and like all Spider-Man movies, their Aunt May was amazing. They have yes. never had a bad Aunt May. So good. Sally Field was fantastic, and they had Jerry Conway and me over for the big premiere gala, and that party was insane. <laughs> it was the most insane party. The, all this, I've been to like all these Sony things. That was. Crazy! They had Alicia Keys playing on the piano over there. No way! Hans Zimmer, Hans Zimmer comes in and starts playing, and there's Pharrell on the drums. I was sitting behind Pharrell's giant hat, so (laughs) it's like I have these great pictures of like that's him playing the drums right in front of me. They're just hanging out. That's so cool. Yeah, that was the coolest party, and these things they. Don't stop giving you swag. 
Uh, you can't move if you so you're like, oh, here, here, have a uh, Daily Bugle newspaper tote bag. You're like, oh, thank God. you. Here, we'll fill it up with CDs. Well, thank you. Awesome. You know, here, have some free margaritas. But now they're called Peter Parkeritas. And you're like, hey. oh, very good. <laughs> Every, everywhere you go, it's just like it's insane. The, the, but I got to tell you, the one I had the most fun at was the uh, Spider-Verse premiere. The, mm-hmm. the huge-ass Sony party for that. I'm there with like all these Spider-Verse creators with Giuseppe and with uh, the the artist from uh, Spider-Man Noir and the artist from the Penny Parker Spider-Man mm-hmm. uh, robot. I'm, I'm there with the Spider-Gwen team. I'm there with all these guys. And Bendis wasn't there. Bendis, for some reason, couldn't come. And he was like, uh, you know, like a story consultant and maybe even one of the producers or something. Uh, They have these really super swanky parties that are just insane. Mm -hmm. They they have these little roped off, you know, red velvet ropey off mini lounges for each major person. Every major like star of the movie, producers, the directors. They have these little mini lounges so they can go out and they can circulate. But if they're feeling overwhelmed, they can go behind this thing, be in their little mini lounge, Mm -hmm. get uh, their own waiter and their own security people to keep people away and their own waiter to bring them more swag and food. Mm -hmm. And we look at one of the mini mini lounges has a reserve for Brian Michael Bendis placard. And I went. Bendis isn't here. We should take his mini lounge. <laughs> Definitely. And, and and Robbie and Rico and all these guys are like, oh, I don't think we should do this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do it. Let's take, let's take Bendis' lounge. And they're like, they're going to stop us. And I'm like, we're comic book people. They don't know what the hell we look like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like leading the group, and they're all following me like, oh, this is a bad idea. And I'm like, uh, Brian Michael Bendis? And they're like, are you oh Brian Michael God. Bendis? And I went, we are the Brian Michael Bendis party. And they stop and they go, okay. And they open up the red velvet rope and they let us in. Nice. All the comic book guys, we have our own mini lounge. And oh, it's my God. Awesome thing. We, people crazy. bringing us drinks and stuff. And people are like, who are those guys? And we were just in our mini lounge. It was oh. the best and the coolest piece of swag I got isn't the CDs or the whatnot or the all the cool shit. It's I have the placard with the Spider-Verse logo. Uh, it's Brian Michael Bendis. That's, that's so great. good. That's so good. I'm going to start doing that at all conventions, just walking into rooms and being like, I'm with the Brian Michael Bendis party. (laughs) (laughs) Probably for the best, yeah. You've you've consulted on so many animated series and stuff, obviously, now. And, like, Spider-Verse especially, though, just must have felt so surreal just to have that name on billboards and stuff. Like, just it's such a massive thing. Uh, And it wins the Oscar. Like, what was, was that just a wild experience for you? It, it was really cool. Um, I, I feel like, you know, like you look at the body of it and it's mm-hmm. really Spider-Man by Bendis. Yeah, um, right. yeah. But there's no world where you could have made this movie called Spider-Verse with, you know, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Noir, uh, <laughs> Spider-Ham, right. Penny Parker, all the, you know, Spider-Gwen. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't have had this without there being Spider-Verse. So I, yeah, I do exactly. feel like, I, do I feel like the the Papa level of pride that Brian or the Spider-Gwen team feel? No. But I feel this immense sense of pride of like, oh, this is cool. Like I, for want of a nail, mm-hmm. you know, 
if 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 you suddenly go back and you delete me from history <laughs> in some time travel accident, you lose Spider Verse the movie. You Hell lose. Yeah. PlayStation 4 Spider-Man game. You oh lose a lot of things mm-hmm. if I cease to exist. Mm-hmm. You know, so suck it up, fanboy. And, <laughs> and, uh, and hey, the... Here, you would lose a lot of cool shit. <laughs> Spider-Verse being the building block for the movie, the little building block for Spider-Verse the comic series, though, a game that Ethan and I love, Shattered oh Dimensions. Shattered Dimensions. Sh- Shattered, Shattered Dimensions was the uh, inspiration for Spider-Verse. I have people who vehemently jump out at me online and go, they did a story where four or five alternate Spider-Man teamed <laughs> up Spider-Man 90s Spider-Man cartoons. How dare you? I'm like, dude, I'm telling you what happened. They hired me to work on Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. They told me what the premise was. And I I went, that sounds cool. Let's do that. They flew me out to uh, Montreal. I went, they showed me some of the development work. I was like, this is amazing. I helped them craft the story and wh- who the big bad would be and how it would all work and yada, yada, yada. Um, and while I'm working on it, I call up uh, Stephen Wacker in uh, New York. And I go, I'm I'm working on this spider, you know, I'm working on this sh- the game Shattered Dimension with all these alternate Spider-Men. And it's cool. And the thing that's annoying me is it's they don't get to interact with each other. Mm. You're constantly one guy at a time. Mm-hmm. The limitations of the video game are driving me nuts. We should do this as a comic. Right. And okay. We should, and we should one up. We should do every Spider-Man. All of them. <laughs> yeah ever been a spider-man should all team up in a big ass adventure and and steve's like what i'm like yeah spider ham mm. spider like everybody um the the biggest fight i had on shattered dimensions was that they have a theory when they're putting together games like when i was a young gamer uh if you got to the end of a game it gave you a big reward Mm-hmm. And as I grew up and the, the, you started getting more and more next-gen consoles and more and more money was going into developing this stuff, mm-hmm. they worried less and less about the reward at the end because they have done their research. And from their point of view, they find out that most players don't get to the end of the game. Yeah, right. So they rather spend their money doing more cutscenes and expensive things at the beginning of the game Right. And pull it back more and more and more till your final victory thing is is barely anything. Right. And I want to do a Ferris Bueller style after the credits gag <laughs> spider. And they're like, You're insane. This is beyond even the final payoff scene. People will turn this off before they get to this. And you want us to create a whole new character to build a new model for Spider Ham. Just to jump in and do a silly joke. Oh my joke. god! And I fought them like effing crazy. <laughs> I'm like, no, you got to have Spider Ham in this game if you're having alternate Spider beings. And in the opening cutscene where the Neil Patrick Harris Spider Man six one six Spider Man is fighting mm-hmm. Mysterio, and he meets Madame Web, and you get to see in the portal all the different Spider Men. Mm-hmm. I mean, damn certain that one of them was Spider Ham. Oh my god! <laughs> Hell yeah. I had no idea. That's awesome. When we did our reveal at one of the Comic Cons for the first panel where we showed this game, mm-hmm. um, they opened the floor to questions, 
and people all they'd seen was the opening cutscene. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone started going, Is Spider Ham in the game? Hey, <laughs> all right. You know what the fans uh, want. Question. Yeah, even after they answered them, they'd be like, Well, we'll see. And then the second we were all off stage, like the two main guys from uh, from the company came up to me and they started hugging me and they're like, Thank you. Thank you for making us put Spider Ham in this game. Yeah, so my kids awesome. love Spider Ham. Mm-hmm. Dude. Dude, doesn't, man. I'm I was at like the Stanley Memorial and I'm I'm sitting next to Tom DeFalco, the who and it out of his long career and huge legacy, one of the weird afterthoughts is that he co-created Spider-Ham. Mm-hmm. Um and he was telling me, you know, because of you, this is what I'm gonna be remembered as now. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> yep. now Spider-Man is so huge, like out mm-hmm. of everything he's done, which is, is so impressive, editor in chief for so many years, and runs a Thor and Fantastic Four and all these things, mm-hmm. and and I'm just thinking, like, man, if I if I hadn't worked on Shattered Dimensions, if I hadn't fought to get Spider-Ham in there, if I hadn't like sold Marvel on doing this thing called Spider-Verse, where Spider-Ham was going to be one of the main characters, seriously interacting, and then suddenly. It's in two different versions of the cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, they did Spider-Verse like stories, and you're like, yeah. it's crazy. Tom Falco should cut me a check. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take my uh, We're uh we're getting close to the end of the episode here, but of course, before we wrap it up, Dan, there's no way we could let you go without talking about Empire. Of course, the Fantastic Four Avengers team up story that we just got. We just wrapped up. Dan, you were telling us before we got on the show here that, of course, you got your partner on that book, Al Ewing, who's who's very much so to thank for a whole bunch of that book. But I want to know, man, how was it? You got to team up the Fantastic Four and the Avengers of Fantastic Four, of course, you know, for a while there in Marvel Publishing. Got to had to take a bit of a backseat, but you've brought them back full front. They're with the Avengers. What was it like, man? It was it was cool. Um the, the way Empire came about was that uh, Tom Brevoort really wanted to do an Avengers Fantastic Four event. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted me involved because he wanted, you know, obviously Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, so we had a meeting with Al and editorial, and we sat down and we started breaking out all these ideas. Um, and one of the things we kept coming up, we kept coming to was Kree Scroll War. Like mm-hmm. when you think of the thing they all have in common. And I kept pushing really hard for the Kotati come back and they're the bad guys mm-hmm. because it brings you Avenger stuff. It brings you priests of Palma. It brings you the celestial Madonna it, and suddenly, And since we were going to have the minute, you know, you have the Avenger, the Kree and the Skrull having to team up against a common foe, which you're not expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, this is the moment where Teddy reun- where Teddy unites the Korean Skrull empires. Yeah. And the minute we had that, then Al's off and running with what about this and what about that? And we're, nice. we're bouncing ideas back and forth. Um, and out of all the notes from that, then Al went off and did Empire. And mm-hmm. I got to be the, the the Jiminy Cricket every now and then going, <laughs> you know, what about, what about this? But for the most part, just letting Al go to the races. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think my greatest contribution, uh, once Al started doing all the heavy lifting was, um, 
there was a point where Mantis was going to be killed. And I was like, do not kill Mantis. <laughs> Whatever. She's too innocent. No. no, I'm like, she's in the Guardian. She's doing all this stuff. She's the Celestial Madonna. No. You know, if we're going all this effort to bring her back and, as the mother of Koi and Koi's got this, don't kill Mantis. And I was like, <laughs> fine. That was my that was my thing. Was I was the guy who saved Mantis. For <laughs> listeners of this show, uh, Donnie and I have done several like creative sessions because I finally start. I, I've been in the room now a few times. I've, I've gone to the retreats and uh, I've gone to a couple things where we've we've beat out stories. And so for anybody that listens to this show regularly, what Dan did was he contributed uh, in one of those in, in several of those story sessions, and just so that they have like a frame of reference for what that would be right. like mm -hmm. and how that would work because they've they've heard how it works on this show. Yeah. So I wanted to point that out. Totally. Um, yeah, and we had, I had these characters I, I've been wanting to introduce into the Fantastic Four for a while, which were um, a Cree and a, a Skrull kid that Ben and Alicia would adopt. Mm -hmm. um, so that Reed and Sue would have the teenage kids and Ben and Alicia would have the little kids and be the new parents. Um, and you'd get more of a, fi a family dynamic going in the FF. Right. Um, and by doing that's why I was, I, another reason I was pushing heavy for a Kree Skrull war thing, and that mm -hmm. allowed me to introduce those characters and the side issues um, and fully integrate them by the epilogue into the team. So it was like, yay! I'm I'm so happy because FF is fine. Like all the all the pieces are on the board now that I wanted to play with. Oh yeah, yeah. I awesome. the the big thing you know if we don't mind spoiling Empire a little bit. The big, the big shakeup that kind of, kind of culminates to is the surprise wedding. Uh, yeah, that that was so exciting and delightful because I just love those two characters, and it, it was very unexpected for that to that like I was not see I did not see that coming at all. So that was such a great thing, and it really just brought the whole event together for me. Um, yeah, great stuff, Griffin. You oh, I, Al, you like Al, was, Al was all about the oh we'll do this when Al was pitching. Well, when we were pitching the whole event, when Al pitched uh, the 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 they they secretly got married before they ran off flashback issue, I was like, "This is the coolest part of Empire." Yeah, yeah, yeah. it really was a big moment. It was really neat. Uh, Al's great. Yeah. I got to get Al on the show. Just so, I mean, he's been on briefly on Chip's episode, but he uh, I got to get him oh, on yeah. just alone just to hear his his voice on his this sultry tones he oh, was literally yeah. out for like 15 seconds of chips episode <laughs> it's hilarious that's one of my favorite bits of the chip episode which i hate chip sadarsky gotta yeah, get that, that out there oh, um no. but but <laughs> i <laughs> um that bit where he's got al on the line and al's like he's like i'm just I'm getting in the cab and <laughs> chip's like yeah well but what's up we're friends in marvel comics right and he's like yeah, yeah sure <laughs> yeah. Oh no no, Al Al is amazing. Yeah. The, the, I feel so bad at the uh, the creative summits whenever we have the Brits in, like when you have Al or Kieran Gillen, and because they're so effing polite mm -hmm. that everyone's usually jumping in over each other and interrupting each other and yelling and pushing ideas, and they're patiently waiting. Yeah, they're like, oh, excuse me. What if we did this? You know, and and, and they're saying and they're saying it in such soft 
dulcet tones that yeah. all the Americans are talking <laughs> over them. <laughs> I, uh, I, especially, especially with Al, I find I'm one of the people in the room going, hey, hey, Al's saying something. Yeah. Al, Al's saying something. Luckily, yeah. his voice does carry because it's the, like the deepest bass voice you've ever heard. But he said, <laughs> I remember at the last retreat, he was talking about it and he was going, uh, if anybody has any idea, <laughs> uh, I'm like water with this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good you do, you do, you do a good owl yeah, it's awesome i was like oh this guy's amazing this guy's my favorite well, the second the second um immortal hulk took off and became a runaway hit mm-hmm. now it's more like if al's talking he's now immortal hulk al so everyone's like wait shh, shh. Yeah. <laughs> say, can't miss this <laughs> you say you say he is i think the low voice hurts him because everyone else is talking up here yeah that's so. probably true yeah, you got Donnie in that room. You got Scotty. <laughs> you got a lot of a uh, lot of loud people in that room. Oh God! I could. I didn't even say a word. I just. I just watched the whole thing. Like <laughs> any anytime we have an artist in the room, you know, with the exception of Scotty, because uh, he's writing stuff. Right. Um, but like most of the artists just sit there and go, like, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, I had never, I had never, I never really understood what they would be like, and then I, I got to see it, and it was really cool to finally, because you know, I would get, I would get reports from a couple guys, you included, uh, after the retreats, they'd tell me what happened. I was like, I want to be in that room and see what that's yeah. like. Yeah. No, no, but you don't, you don't understand. Like we will set, we will tell someone what happened to a point. Right. Like there are things that we know that if they leave the room, yeah. we will be killed. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's stuff where you you're talking to like your artist and you're talking in code, or you're talking right. like as if you're walking around a landmine. Yep. Uh, it's it's one thing to to tell people what's in your story. You cannot tell someone mm-hmm. what's in someone else's secrety stuff right. because oh, that would be bad. That being uh, said, who is Kindred? oh man i know so much the hardest thing about this job is i know so much stuff about so much stuff (laughs) and and not just in publishing for things like uh there there are other things that i can't talk about like okay i okay like for example (laughs) um You've now seen reports. They've they they've gone online, official reports mm-hmm. um, of what the uh, new Disneyland Spider-Man ride is going. Yeah, to be. yeah. I've known that forever, and I helped <laughs> a little with that. Awesome. And I had to walk around knowing that even if the word you know the first syllable of Disney left my mouth someone would jump out from behind a bush and kill me. So like, you can't, uh, so like I'm sitting with like so many like lock vault secret things that don't get revealed for like a year to two years. I've gotten so good at this. And I'm like, where I'll be in a meeting, like doing that, like going back to that example, which I am allowed to talk about now because it is seen print and been online. Okay. So, (laughs) Like when I'm at one of those meetings, mm-hmm. they'll be asking me about a Marvel publishing thing. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, I cannot tell that person <laughs> this. Okay. 
or I'll be at the PS4 Spider-Man guys, and I'll be like, I can't tell them that thing about publishing, but I can't tell them this thing about the Disney ride. Mm-hmm. And like, okay. Or I can't tell them that about the Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man cartoon. So it's like that I'm helping out with. So it's like there are all these compartmentalized secrets in my head. Well, hey, blink twice if you know anything about the She-Hulk series. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I think it's not giving anything away mm. that uh, that I was in because I put I asked if I could show pictures online uh, on my Instagram, and they said yes when I visited. Marvel Studios in February. Mm-hmm. That's it. I, I think we need to end the episode because we're getting so close to Dan spoiling things. And we've got these young <laughs> guys good. here that Hold are just on. dying. I, to just trust me, Ryan, trust me. I am never saying anything I can spoil. <laughs> I, am, I, I am so effing good at this. That's very exciting. I believe it. I love your She-Hulk, and that's I'm very excited for that show. I love that casting. Mm. Oh, me too. That was a great casting decision. Yes, casting's Mm -hmm. amazing. I like. I did not know about that. Mm -hmm. Very good. Good. Well, hey, I think (laughs) we (laughs) easy had to double check there. I think uh, that was a a wonderful, wonderful trip down memory lane. You know, we've been dying to talk to this man. You know, we've been dying to talk about Superior Spider-Man, Ryan. Yes. Thank you for finally making it happen. Dan, thank you for for being on the show. Thank you for chatting with us and indulging these two fans. Thank you so much. uh, And these supple boys. Genuinely, uh, yeah, because if it weren't for for you, Griffin wouldn't have started his little podcast as a child, and then he and I wouldn't have met online because of it, and then we wouldn't have had this whole trajectory of our lives. Yeah. If hours of your lives. You, <laughs> if someone went back and took you out of the timeline for whatever reason, not only would we lose all the cool Spider-Man shit, but Ethan and I, we would never, we would never meet. And Ryan Stegman's podcast might not exist. So you're welcome. Oh, world. It's the truest tragedy of all. <laughs> yes. So, hey, fantastic episode. Yeah, thanks Ryan. so much for everything, Dan. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anything to say before we leave it off? Ryan, thank you for pulling the plug when we started getting near all the landmarks. <laughs> uh, the last thing I want to say is thanks so much, Dan. I really appreciate you doing this. Uh, you don't, you know, I I know you're a busy guy uh, writing all the good comics. So really, thank you so much. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing you again someday at conventions. That, oh, man, I can't wait. The last <laughs> time I think I saw you at a con, we had the fire drill. We had to go outside of the hotel in Toronto in the middle of the night. It was oh. great. <laughs> what Everyone just here? hanging out. Yeah. Yep. Toronto, was it cold? It wasn't cold yet, no. It wasn't right. cold, no. That's good. Yeah. That's but good. Everyone, everyone was kind of grumpy the next day because we'd all just been hanging out in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah Toronto's <laughs> consistently one of my favorite shows, honestly. It's, it's great. Oh, it's so good. You'll have to take us next time, right? Yeah, you'll have right. to take us, Ryan. You'll have to take yeah, right, your kids. <laughs> right when you guys started getting into the convention scene, I they pulled up the guy down. You guys have no idea what Ryan and Donnie have coming your way. I, yes. I, I, oh, I'm so no? excited for this. <laughs> All right. Hey. Uh, knocking on my door right now. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening to another episode, everybody. You you all know it. You can follow us on Twitter at Stegman Show if you're not doing it already. Follow me at Griff Sheridan. Ethan's at Tales to Astonish. Ryan is, of course, at Ryan Stegman. Dan, uh, you're are you just Dan Slot on Twitter? Dan Slot at Twitter. All right. Uh, email us at stegmanandfriends at gmail.com. We'll do a mailbag episode somewhere down the line. You can find us on all the usual places, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read those out as well. I think, is that all of it? Well, Ethan and I, we're Supple Boys. We want to make comic books. We got our own show. It's called Supple Boys. Give it a listen. Donnie Cates, frequent guest, frequent amazing friend, has his own show as well. Devil's Advocates Book Club, which he does with his awesome wife, Megan Hutchison. They talk about a big two and an indie book every, not every week, <laughs> but, every two you know, weeks. when there's an episode. Uh, and it's awesome every time because they're the best, and we love doing that show as well. So give it a check out. You can also find all of our stuff, all of that stuff I just mentioned. If you don't want to go through all those hubs, you can find it all at SheridanAndSmith.com. All and merch. There's merch there. It's Oh, we got merch? That's crazy. Is there a page? Dan, we'll send too? you a t-shirt. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening. Dan, thanks for being on the show. We'll catch everybody next time. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. We did it. Hey, did you know that the podcast you're listening to right now is actually part of a network of podcasts dubbed the Amazing Friends Podcast Network, Ethan Parker Smith? I did, Griffin Sheridan. And did you know that for other great podcasts, comics, and more, you can visit SheridanandSmith.com? Huh. No shit. Mm-hmm.